your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. On today's show, maybe Nathan McKinnon is playing? Maybe. Uh, we'll get into that. It's uh, As of this recording, it's still a big maybe, but uh, we're a little bit more hopeful than we were maybe even an hour before I hit the record button. So we'll get into that. Uh, even so, there are players uh, moving up and down between the Avalanche and the Colorado Eagles. We'll talk about that. Is Alex Newhook the new Nikita Zadorov? And I don't mean in style of play clearly. Uh, so we'll tackle that. And we will look ahead to the game tonight against the Washington Capitals. I think the Avalanche are getting the caps at a bad time in the season. And I will explain that. <laughs> first things first, follow the show on social media outlets. L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and follow the show's YouTube page over on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and get notified whenever a new episode goes live. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is Rock Auto. So visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right. So, yeah, like I said, very shortly, an hour or so before uh, recording this very episode, word is slowly, it wasn't like that big news dump where all of the outlets are reporting it. There was one insider on Instagram who had put it up, nobody else, and then Adrian Dater posted it, and he said that, you know, to his knowledge, Nathan McKinnon tested negative. He had a negative screen and he is en route to Washington. So what that means is if he has another screen in the morning on Tuesday morning, that's negative, he would be cleared to play. Now, would he play is another question. I don't know if the as would turn around and, and throw him in you know he's in fantastic shape. So I don't think that's an issue. So it would just be kind of a, a gut call for Jared Bednar on if he wanted to play him. I don't see why you don't. He's your your superstar. If he's ready to go, you know he's going to be in there. So, uh, so far, Adrian Dater is really the only one, and like I said, in that insider on Instagram are the really only ones reporting it as I'm recording this. Uh, if you wake up in the morning and, and you, you're listening to this episode and more people have reported on it, then you know it's good to go. But Dater, love him or hate him, been around a long time. And, you know, he's pretty, you know, he's pretty reputable when it comes to this stuff and to breaking news. He won't just throw it out there to get to get clicks. Uh, although that's why most people will throw it out there. You know, you gotta be first. So I'm sure he's taking some, uh, or he's, he's 
you know, smiling right now, being the only one that has it out there right now. I, I do, but I, I, I trust his word. Um, and Peter Ball from The Athletic is another one that I trust. I haven't seen him post it yet. Um, so that's as soon as those two guys, you know, for me, or if I hear anything on my own, um, but I didn't hear anything from this. So Dater's got it. And he says that Nathan McKinnon is on his way over there. Now, he couldn't travel with them while he has a positive screen. So that's why he's not with them now. They obviously left for Washington. He got another screen in the process after they left. That came back negative. So he can, then he can travel with the team. Um, but because they'd already left, he's behind. So he's got to catch up. So gets another one in the morning, and if it's negative, I, I think he's good to go. Like I said, I don't, st- I don't know why you would not play him. You know, he he's he was well, he was asymptomatic, so I don't think that really kept him uh, off of his workout routine. I don't know if he's been able to to skate. I mean, if he's testing positive, he's got to be, you know, in a he wouldn't go to a, you know, a rink. Or be around the players. He can't do that. So, but you know he's working out in his home. I'm not concerned one bit about Nathan McKinnon's, uh, you know, being being in in shape and being conditioned. So, but does Bednar feel like no, like you're you're negative? Let's just sit you one more game. We still have two more road games, and go that route. I guess there's always that possibility. But like you said, like you, I just don't see it when you're down as many guys as you are. You're still done, Chuskin. You got one more game. This is the last game for Landeskog's suspension. You're still down, Taves, who is now practicing. I think in a red sweater. Uh, you need him. You know, if you didn't, if you had all those guys back, and you had won the St. Louis game, and you're two and zero, although early this early season doesn't even matter. Just say you did lose that St. Louis game, and you are the record you are right now, one and one, but you still had all of those guys. Maybe you do give him just one break. So he's not like his first day cleared is not a game. You let him sit one more game and then have uh, a couple days of, of practice with the team. Although I think it's only one. So you have, you think it's a one day off and they're playing Thursday. So at least you get one practice with the team and then you can get back on these. Maybe they go that route. And, and even then it would be, I don't, I don't think they would do that. But because of the situation that the Avs are in right now, uh, yeah, if he comes back negative, I think he is is on that ice and he will be ready to go. Uh, I do not think he wanted to start the season missing the first two games uh, with something other than an injury. So because he did, he is not going to be a happy person. And for that aspect, I feel a little bit bad for Washington that you're going to catch the wrath of McKinnon. But we will see. Like I said, it's uh, as of recording this right now, and I'm, and I'm constantly checking my phone to see if there's any other people who are, are mentioning anything like this. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it yet, which that's the surprising thing. Normally, when something gets picked up, uh, I mean, even, even Peter Ball just put up a tweet 
a couple minutes ago and it doesn't even mention it. So again, I'm not trying to say Dater's wrong, but still to this minute, he's the only one reporting it, which is just very interesting because normally in Avalanche world, when one person gets it, everybody gets it. And right now he's the only one reporting on it. I don't know how he got it. Does it matter? Again, as far as his reporting goes, I trust the guy. So uh, we'll just something to keep an eye on, something to keep an eye on. But one, one way or another, McKinnon, you know, I think his return is around the corner, if not imminent for Tuesday night against Washington. Uh, and there were players that have been brought up because of all the issues that the Avalanche are having with injuries and COVID and all that other fun stuff. Uh, we'll get to them in a minute, but I also just wanted to bring up, we are going to be keeping an eye, aren't we not? on Philip Grubauer all season long. It's just going to happen. Uh, and I think most, if you're like me, I mean, you're a little bit, you're a little bit bitter at the way that he left from all accounts. It was maybe $500,000 that you were apart. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but I think it was close to that. And uh, he did not have a very good day for Seattle against the Flyers. He gave, I think he did he give up all six of those goals? No, he gave up five. They pulled him. They pulled Philip Grubauer. He gave up five goals on 20 shots. Not his day. I'm not saying let's all like, you know, sing our praises that he's not playing. I wanted him back just like everybody else did. Uh, but he's having a rough go of it at the early stages of the season. But it is just that the early stages of the season. All I'm saying is something to watch when you don't have a good defense in front of you, or I shouldn't say that because I think Seattle does have a, a good, decent defense, not as good as Colorado's. Uh, it shows. So is it going to be a long season for him? Remains to be seen. But I think there's some Avalanche fans like myself who are rubbed the wrong way at the way that he left that are kind of just sitting back looking at that stat sheet of his. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, just put a little smirk on their face. He's going to have, you know, games where he's the total opposite and what, uh, you know, a lot of what we saw last year, but at least for today, smile a little bit, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. Right. All right. Uh, let's hear from, who do we got here first? BetOnline.ag. And we are back and better than ever with a brand new web interface for the start of the basketball season. And we have more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. You can head to the new website. It's an updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, baseball's postseason, I should say, the NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts, betonline.ag. Also, Direct TV Stream. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love 
without the hassle. That is Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part? There's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream, and you can learn more at directtv.com. Once again, that website is directtv.com to learn more about Direct TV Stream. All right, so a couple players brought up, uh, and one I think a lot of people are going to, they're saying like, Yes, like do something with this opportunity, Martin Kaut. A lot of people root for this guy. I'm definitely one of them. And I thought a couple years ago they brought him up and he looked pretty good. I thought good enough to kind of make you think, all right, now this is his shot. And he kind of did take advantage of it. And you thought he was going to hang around for a while. And he didn't. They sent him back down, but you still felt pretty good. You still felt like, okay, he, he, he's, he's matured enough that, you know, he still has his future with the avalanche. And since then, it just hasn't clicked for whatever reason. But they brought him up. So is he going to play in Washington? We don't know. We don't know the lines. But, again, with every, everything that's happening with the abs right now, uh, does Nathan McKinnon throw a wrench into this? Absolutely. I don't know who would not make the roster because McKinnon's coming in. But right now, I think just the simple fact that they brought him up, they brought him up uh, with the intention that if they need to in, input him into the roster, they will do that. So Martin Kaut comes up. Uh, Mikhail Meltsev comes up. So another guy who one of the last cuts you would think, you know, to, to get sent down. And we knew that he was going to play. You know, a lot of these guys that got sent down at some point in the season were going to come up to play. It's sooner rather than later, definitely for Maltsev. And I think it was, you know, between Maltsev and, and Ranta, kind of one of those last spots. Obviously, they went with Ranta. But Maltsev changed my my thinking on if he was capable uh, in his with his preseason, so I am pretty comfortable with him in the lineup right now on one of those bottom six spots, and I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. I'm really excited to see if he can transfer what he did in the preseason to a regular season game, with the added bonus of playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for not making the opening night roster. So uh, really. Excited to see what he can do if he is inserted in the lineup. Dylan Sakura goes down to the Eagles. And like I said, Cow and Maltsev up. Alex Newhook is not. That, to me, is a little bit telling. Uh, because he's, he's one of your prime prospects. Are the Avalanche at the spot where they just think he needs a little bit more seasoning? It appears that way, you know, for, for Martin Kaut to get brought up over Alex Newhook, obviously they feel more comfortable on, on what Martin Kaut can do over Alex Newhook. And I didn't think I'd be saying that. I honestly didn't feel like I'd be saying that at any point during the season. I thought Kaut had an opportunity to come up depending on who he's replacing, but I thought Newhook was going to be up for the duration of the season. 
So when you have Cow and Newhook in the same pool to pull from, to bring up to the avalanche level, and you go with Cow over him and Maltsev over him, obviously, a little bit surprising. And um, Jared Bednar made a comment. He said, you know, uh, he's he needs to play better. So that's why I asked the question in the beginning, is Alex Newhook the new Nikita Zadorov? Not in the way that they play. I'm not asking the question, is, is Alex Newhook the new enforcer for the Avalanche? I'm asking it in the light of, remember when Nikita Zadorov was in Jared Bednar's doghouse for the better part of two seasons? And there were times where Zadorov would come out and have a very good game maybe even two in a row, maybe even three in a row. And then he'd follow it up by a couple duds. And there were many times where he was a healthy scratch for the avalanche. And Jared Bednar just was not happy with his production. He didn't play the way that Bednar wanted his team to play. I don't think, I think Newhook fits into this system well. Um, I think this just comes down to Jared Bednar not being happy with production. I think it was different for Zadorov in the fact that his style of play didn't match well with what he was trying to do with a speed game, which is a little bit odd, you know, considering guys like Dylan McDermott are on this team now. But I think the evidence have changed. They still kept the speed factor. That's never going to change. But I think they've embraced uh, the physicality a little bit more than they did when they had Zadorov. So they don't want Newhook to be a Nikita Zadorov, they want him to be what avalanche forwards are expected to be. Fast guys can play in all three zones uh, and can score. And maybe, I don't, I don't know specifically what Jared Bender is unhappy with about uh, Alex Newhook, but it might be a combination of several things because he's not standing out. And I think when you have a guy that's kind of expected, you know, he's a mid-round, first-round draft pick, and a lot is expected of you, and you're not producing the way that the coaching staff wants you to, uh, this is what's going to happen. It doesn't mean this is what's going to be the case for the duration of the season. I think the Avalanche love Alex Newhook. I think Jared Bednar likes Alex Newhook, and he knows what he can do. But he's still a young guy. He's still a really young kid. And maybe he just needs that little bit of extra seasoning um, at the at the Eagles level. And maybe all that is is, is a couple weeks. Who knows? Uh, but I think Jared Bednar knows the mind game that he needs to play with some of these guys that maybe just expect to get a spot because of where they were picked in the draft. Forgetting that, you know, you also have to put in the work. Uh, and I think Alex Newhook can do that. I absolutely feel like he can do that. And and this this doesn't change my thought process on, you know, the long term of him with the Avalanche. I think he's I think he's just fine. You have to keep in mind of, of his age and that he's still learning the, the game on a professional level. Uh, and we keep saying it. Not everybody is Kale McCarr. That doesn't happen. So, but but interesting, pretty interesting to see that he was sent down for salary cap reasons, in addition to 
not playing the way that Jared Bednar wanted him to play. But I think it was salary cap reasons first. I do believe that. But for him to not come back up when they clearly could have at this point in time, I think is very, very telling. So another thing to keep an eye on. All right. Uh, let's hear about Rock Auto, and then we'll kind of talk about the game tonight, kind of what to expect. So Rock Auto, uh, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. So why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low, and they are for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you to them Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So, finally, uh, first game against an East Coast team in what seems like 27 years. So, the Avalanche going to the nation capital, playing the Washington Capitals for the first time this season. And interesting team, Washington. I think they're one of those fringe teams that at the end of the year, will they be in a playoff spot? I think most people have them in. I would put them in, but not as a shoe in. I think they're going to be fighting for a, a final wild card spot by the end of the year. And the reason I say that is because you look up at the makeup of this team. And I've said this before. I think even when Kyle was on the show, they have 11 guys right now over the age of 30. And then they have three more right up against that at age 29. So they are a aging team. Some people will see that as a good thing that they have experience uh, and that can take them into the playoffs. Other people see that as the season is a grind. And can that many players at that age be able to have as much energy at the end of the season that they do at the beginning of the season? I'm not saying that they're going to be just dog tired, but it starts to wear on you a little bit more and you feel it a little bit more from games maybe like 60 on. And because of that, like right now, that's why I think it, it's for an Avalanche fan, it sucks that you're getting the Washington Capitals for your third game of the season because they're as fresh as every team is right now. If you got them in March or April, might be a little bit more telling because you obviously can see what they've been doing for the course of the season. But right now, doesn't matter that they have that many guys that are that are kind of on the downside of their careers. Uh, number one, because it's early in the year and they're fresh. And number two, you got someone like Alex Ovechkin. And that is why even at the end of the season, I feel like they are going to be competing because when you have guys like him on your team, you're always in it, clearly. So it's, you know, for Washington, 
it, it's a it's a depth thing. They're getting really really good goalie play right now, and I know that's you know still early in the season, but you know what the Avalanche have got from from Kemper right now, I, I it's the same thing. It's like yeah, it's still early in the season, but he's not playing all that well. I mean, he played he played well in the first game. Let's that is what it is. But the game against St. Louis, not a good showing from him. So he's going to want to turn it around, no doubt, as quickly as possible. And then for for the Avalanche as a whole, it, I mean, it, it's Ovechkin time. The guy's already off to a great start. He's got five points in two games. And with how many? He's got three goals? Three goals already. Three goals, two assists. Yeah. Does he want to go after that Gretzky record? You, you bet your buddy does. And he's not wasting any time. So two goals, I think it was in the was two goals in the first game, and then he had uh, one goal against the Tampa Bay, I believe it was. So yeah, he's you got to have your focus on him, and they have a they have a solid top couple lines. Maybe they're top six, I would say, is good. Is a solid team. They're not in, they're not slouches by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, they are a little bit aged. But at this point in the season, that doesn't matter at all. So, yeah, I think the Az are getting uh, Washington for them at a bad point in the season, being at the beginning of the season. So maybe another reason, like we talked about in the beginning, why Nathan McKinnon takes the ice. Should you force that? Because it is only for them the third game of the season. Go tell Nathan McKinnon that and see what he tells you. So... We'll see. Um, it, it's kind of early, really, to get into to deep stats, so I'm not really going to go into you know penalty kill and power play numbers because they're they're you know inflated for some teams right now, and uh, it, it's it's not it's not important right now. You, you, at this stage in the game, you, you need to really stake your claim and stake your identity for the remainder of the season. Doesn't matter who you're playing up against. Doesn't matter their stats right now, uh, but when you are playing up against a guy like Alexander Ovechkin, you gotta clearly know where he is on the ice at all times. So this will be a challenge for the the Avalanche defense, and we'll see who they are. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at this this uh, roster sheet and who's the, who's the defensive pairings. Obviously, you know McCarr is going to be out there. Gerard Johnson is going to be out there. Jack Johnson is cleared to play. So he, in all likelihood, will be playing in this game. Uh, the, the the showing Curtis McDermott had the other day, I think he takes a seat. But the defenders are going to have to be on their game because Washington can score. So, uh, yeah, th- this defense that, that we know and we love and we tout all the time, uh, this is going to be a good test for them. It's going to be a good f- test for them and be a good test for the forwards. Uh, you know, because... Like I said, the the goalie situation for the Capitals. I don't know who's going to start. You know, they have Samsonov and Vanacek, who's been he's the one that's been playing very good early in the season. We'll see who they go with. But either way, they, you know, the Avalanche have to get on the board early. You want to, you want to when when you're on the road, and it's the first of three difficult road games: Washington, Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning. No slouches. All teams that are going to be competitive all season long. So a, a good start 
in your first road game of the season is imperative for the Avalanche. Those first five minutes are going to be key. And obviously getting on the board first is always key, especially when you're on the road. So I think this is going to be a battle. I think this is going to be a game that goes right down to the wire. Would not surprise me if this thing goes into overtime. But Avalanche, the one thing they can't do is let it get out of hand early. That goes without saying. Maybe that's an easy cop-out. But that's the truth. Your first road game of the year. And, and, and if Ovechkin's the one to get on the board early, you, you need to answer that ASAP. So a lot riding on this game. I know it's not in terms of, of standings or anything like that, but just for your own competitiveness and, and feeling good about yourself. Because the Avalanche, overall, and if you listened to the show yesterday, I thought they played well. I thought they played it an overall well-played game with the exception of the first eight to ten minutes of the of the first period. So I think they're feeling pretty good about themselves. They have to carry that over into this game. And you got a lot of young guys on this team who are playing in you know the first road game in Washington. Hopefully you don't get a little bit too shell-shocked. And that's why I think the importance of the first five minutes to maybe take the crowd out of it and then start playing your game, get a couple goals, and, and away we go. We shall see. So uh, get your popcorn ready because I think this is going to be a, a good one. But that will be it for today. And uh, tune in tomorrow where we will break it all down, win, lose, or draw, which they don't do anymore. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and making this your first listen of the day. Head over to Locked on NHL for your second listen of the day. For I don't know who's who was it. Sarah hosts today's episode, I think. Uh, which will break down all the news going on across the league. So, uh, always appreciate it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the game. Hopefully, it's a win. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.